Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, January 27th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Prison workers in Missouri are now eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine, but most inmates will be waiting months to get vaccinated. I think by deprioritizing them, you know, you're saying that there are certain groups who are less, you know, worthy or less deserving. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan will have that story in just a few minutes. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is planning to direct unused coronavirus vaccine doses from pharmacies for use at National Guard-operated vaccination sites. The Post-Dispatch quotes Parson spokeswoman Kelly Jones as saying officials have asked for at least 25,000 doses from Walgreens and CVS. She adds the pharmacies would still be able to carry out vaccinations at nursing homes. The pending move by the governor's office follows this week's report from the Centers for Disease Control that Missouri ranks last in the nation for rolling out immunizations. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Phantom has more. Just over 260,000 of Missouri's 6 million residents have received their first shot of the coronavirus vaccine. At this rate, Missouri residents won't be fully vaccinated for years. Dr. Rachel Presti is professor and vaccine specialist at Washington University School of Medicine. She says the goal of mass vaccination is herd immunity, which occurs when a large portion of the community is protected, making the spread of disease unlikely. We're going to wind up with herd immunity one way or the other. The faster we can get vaccines giving people immunity the less people actually get infected and the less people die. Department of Health and Senior Services Director Randall Williams will discuss the state's vaccination rollout at a House committee hearing later this week. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. COVID-19 precautions will be in place for today's State of the State Address in Jefferson City. Governor Parson will deliver the speech this afternoon around 3 in the House chamber. State senators and judges with the Supreme Court will be sitting in the upper gallery instead of on the House floor. Parson will outline his budget plans during the address. A lack of vaccine hotlines in the St. Louis region is making it difficult for senior citizens to access information about how to get immunized for COVID-19. County health departments and local hospitals are relying mostly on online forms, but that creates a barrier for people with poor computer skills or lack of Internet access. Brenda Fadak works for the St. Clair County Health Department. She says it has a hotline people can call, but filling out the online form is the best option. If they have a uh, son, daughter, niece, grandson, somebody that can do it on their behalf, that's probably the the quickest way they're going to get notified right now, and they'll be on the list sooner. That phone number for the St. Clair County Health Department is 618-233-7703. Missouri's two Republican senators are now on the record opposing the conviction of former President Donald Trump for inciting the attack on the U.S. Capitol. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum explains why this could mean punishing Trump could be a long shot. Missouri Senators Josh Hawley and Roy Blunt voted Tuesday to effectively dismiss impeachment charges against Trump for stoking the attack on the U.S. Capitol. That motion failed, but since 45 Republicans voted for the move, it's unlikely there will be enough votes to actually convict Trump. 
In a statement, Blunt said that the purpose of impeachment is to, quote, remove a president from office, not to punish a person after they have left office. If Trump were convicted, he could be banned from running again in 2024. Democratic Illinois Senators Dick Durbin and Tammy Duckworth both voted to table the bid to dismiss Trump's impeachment trial. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Prisons throughout the U.S. have been hit hard during the pandemic. More than 5,000 inmates and 2,000 workers in Missouri have become infected. Correctional workers are eligible to get the vaccine now, but as St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, the majority of inmates will be among the last in the state to get vaccinated. Keith Brown spent more than 25 years in prison, and whenever he tries to describe the experience, he keeps coming back to one word, congested. No matter where you go, the chow hall, the canteen, he says there are people right there next to you. Brown was at Farmington Correctional Center last spring, and as more inmates began testing positive for the coronavirus, the 8 by 11 foot cell he shared with another inmate felt even more cramped. You right there together. He's touching everything, you touching everything, he breathing and coughing and, and, and blowing his nose. And I mean, it's, where, where can you go? Brown says inmates started taking measures into their own hands, buying extra soap from the canteen or putting a sock over the phone when they called home. Still, the virus tore through the prison, eventually sickening more than 200 staff members and 500 inmates who had to be quarantined for long periods. You don't see your friend for two months. You don't know if you're living a day. I mean, it's just it's scary. Compared to the general public, incarcerated people in the U.S. are five times more likely to test positive for the virus and twice as likely to die. The Missouri Department of Corrections has worked to contain the virus in recent months, implementing stricter requirements for testing and quarantining, and the number of cases has declined. But correctional officers, kitchen workers, and other staff are entering prisons every day. And that makes it almost impossible to keep the virus out of these facilities. State health officials hope to reduce this risk by first vaccinating staff. For some correctional officers, it's a relief knowing that a vaccine is coming. You know, we worry about getting it and bringing it in or catching it here and bringing it home. Corey Moore, a captain at Missouri Eastern Correctional Center in Pacific, says he's planning to get vaccinated as soon as possible. You wake up one day and, you know, maybe you got a sore throat and you're like, man, is this from the weather? Is it from wearing a mask all the time? Or you're constantly in that state of not knowing. And there's many times where maybe you feel like you've got it. Prison staff are on the front lines of this pandemic. Yet the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommend vaccinating both staff and inmates at the same time because of their shared risk. Missouri's DOC was one of several stakeholders who helped develop the state's vaccination plan. But the document makes no mention of a timeline for vaccinating inmates. Wandra Bertram with the Prison Policy Initiative says not knowing when they'll be vaccinated has created a lot of confusion. We're getting so many messages right now from people who have a mother or a father or a son or a daughter in prison, and they are wracked with anxiety trying to figure out, is this vaccine going to get to my loved one in time to save them or is it not? 
In an email, a spokesperson for the Department of Health and Senior Services said inmates who are 65 or older or have certain health conditions will be vaccinated just after essential workers. The rest will be able to get vaccinated in the final phase of the state's plan once the vaccine is available to the general public. That accounts for two-thirds of the state's prison population, about 16,000 inmates. Marissa Omori, an assistant professor of criminology at the University of Missouri-St. Louis, says waiting to vaccinate the majority of inmates doesn't make sense from a public health perspective. And she adds, it's unethical. I think by deprioritizing them, you know, you're saying that there are certain groups who are less, you know, worthy or less deserving of medical care. And I I simply think that's not the right way to look at this. Both mass incarceration and COVID-19 disproportionately impact people of color, Omori says. And putting inmates at the end of the vaccination line may tip the scales even further. Keith Brown, who was released from prison in July, says he feels lucky he was able to make it out without getting COVID-19. He thinks vaccinating prison staff is a good first step, but he worries about his friends and relatives who are still behind bars, vulnerable, feeling on edge. You know, they fed up. They like, man, I'm tired, you know, and and it's it's taking its toll as far as people's uh, mental and emotional and psychological state. Brown tells them to try to stay positive, that it'll blow over soon, even though truthfully, he's not sure when that'll be. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm out for the rest of the week. Jonathan All and Eric Schmidt We'll handle the hosting duties for the next couple of days. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.